Hey all, it's Evan Hill here of Real Hawk Talk. Super excited to talk to you about our good friends over at Burgermaster. If you know anything about me, I crave burgers in my sleep. I do not mess around. Started in 1952, Burgermaster is the best burger chain in Washington State. They have locations all over the Puget Sound in Aurora, Bellevue, Everett, Mill Creek University, and Mount Vernon. Their fresh ingredients and classic driving experience make them the greatest burger chain in the state of Washington. Stop by Burgermaster on your way home from a Seahawks game. You won't regret it. Hey everybody, it's Brian. If you haven't noticed, it is absolutely nuts out there in the housing market. If you don't know exactly what you're doing and you don't have someone that you trust by your side to guide you through the process, good luck getting the home you want or getting the best price for the home you're selling. John Hurlbut at Altitude Homes is a guy I've known for years, over a decade, a friend and someone I trust implicitly. If you are in Pierce, South King, or Thurston counties, there is nobody better to help guide you through the real estate process right now. Go on over to altitudehomesteam.com slash hawkablogger. Now, again, that's altitudehomesteam.com slash hawkblogger. Sign up to contact John. He will help you with the process, and all referrals will result in a $1,000 donation from John and the Altitude Homes team to Ben's Fund. Everybody wins. Go in there, get your help, get your dream home, get the most money for your home. AltitudeHomesTeam.com slash HawkBlogger. Hey all, Evan Hill here of Real Hawk Talk. Super excited to talk to you guys about our good friend Blake Johnson of ManifestFit.com. Football season is quickly approaching, and it is a struggle to stay in shape while eating burgers and nachos. ManifestFit.com is your one only true online personal training service with workout and nutrition programs specifically based on your needs. They work with clients all over the U.S., and what makes Blake and ManifestFit.com so unique is that they don't believe training should be a luxury item. Now's the time to start. Head over to ManifestFit.com. Click on how to join and fill out the form. Their team will get back to you ASAP and help you start building a healthier, happier, louder Seahawks fans. The skyline is etched in my veins. You can never put that out no matter how hard it rains in my city. Hey folks, welcome to the 233rd episode of Real Hawk Talk, a uh, sad, probably mad post-game show uh, as the Seahawks lose in overtime to the Raiders. Um, Kind of a cursed game, uh, big implications for the season. uh, biggest storyline for Seattle is, is maybe the regression of the defense. Um, but hey, Brian, you're you're on here. I don't know if you're in a, a spot where you can share some thoughts. But what was that like live and in person? Hey, Nathan, can you hear me okay? Yep. Cool. Yeah. So just leaving the stadium now. You know, I have a lot of reactions to this game. My first one is like, I think. We started out thinking the Hawks were going to be awful, like maybe like the Broncos bad, and realized they're not. And then we were like, are they really actually good? And like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, are they really like good? And now I think we realize no, (laughs) they're not that either. I think they're a mediocre team. I think they're going to finish around 500. And, you know, that's probably okay. But this was, um, I don't think this Raiders team is any team to be humiliated to lose against, even though they have a bad record. I think they've got a lot of quality players. And I think that this Seahawks defense doesn't. 
And that four-week stretch was glorious. I really liked it when they're playing good defense. It was so much more fun to watch. But they're not talented enough. They're not good enough. And I will say, we'll get into more details, but, man, can we can we rush the Trey Brown thing coming back? I, oh, my God. I, 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 Mike, Michael Jackson did not play well today. But that's not the worst player, but that, that one stood out to me. So I will stop there because I know there's other things to cover. But that's kind of my – my initial reaction was almost like after Tampa, my expectations for this team changed dramatically. So I'm not nearly as crushed after this loss as I was after that one. And this one kind of just reinforced what I felt after that last game. Evan, you got an instant reaction for us. 229 fucking rushing yards from one player. He had 229 yards. I think that's what it was. I just saw that on Twitter. Um, yeah, uh, that's what I'm seeing on Twitter. I hope that's correct. Um, that fucking sucked. I hope that's incorrect. <laughs> I, I, I think that might be accurate. Um, somebody can correct me if, if that's incorrect. It is. No, I'm sure, I'm sure it's right. I'm sure it's it right. Accurate. He, he, might, he, he might've just had that in the, in the fourth quarter in overtime. I don't know. Um, this, this, this team was lucky that they only scored 40 points. A couple of better coaching decisions by the Raiders, they they could have scored 50. Genuinely. They were gifted a couple of, remember the fourth and one uh, pitch or, or on the end around? Uh, they kicked on fourth and one field goal. A couple of better coaching decisions in, in, in overtime. They they could have scored 50 plus. Um, I, I'm a little shocked with how frustrated I am right now, to be quite honest with you. I know I told you guys going in earlier this week that I, that I, didn't have hopes for this team and we were still playing with house money, but that fucking sucked. It would be one thing if they lost this game and, and, you know, it looked like the playoffs were slipping away against a good team or an okay team. But this Raiders team is bad. Their other wins, they have two wins against the Broncos and one win against the Texans. And now one win against the Seahawks. Like, I, I kind of disagree with you, Brian. I, I think there's definitely some shame here in losing to this team. But you, you got to look at the losses too, Nathan. Like, they lost by one point in Kansas City. They lost by two points in Tennessee. They lost by five points against the Chargers first week of the season when they had their whole team. Sorry, train. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not awful, awful. Um, but I don't think you can hope to be a serious playoff team and and lose to them. I agree, I agree yeah. with that. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. And their and their chances playoff wise drop pretty hard after today, right? I, I think I saw something from like ninety six percent to thirty percent chance with a loss today. Really? That that big? I'm telling yeah. you guys, last week was huge. That was a huge, huge loss. And and there's other player teams in the NFC that are playing better now. So I think their chance, they're not going to win the division. That is, that dream is over. They are not winning this division. And I think you're, you're talking about a team that you hope makes the playoffs. I don't think they're going to at this point. I mean, the giants are in a little bit of free fall. Um, so I think it's, I mean, I'd be surprised if, Seattle is at 30%, although maybe that just is what it is with the numbers the way they are right now. I mean, the Giants are pretty big frauds, I think. So um, I think probably their real chances are probably more like 50-50. But 
yeah, I mean, they put themselves in a position now where, it, you know, they're going to have to work if they're going to make the playoffs, right? It's, it's far from a sure thing. Can we can we talk about think, that? Yeah. Can we talk about that run on second down after the missed field goal in overtime? Did that piss off anybody else? Um, I don't really remember it. So the Raiders missed the field goal. Yeah. I don't remember what happened on first down. It was it was incomplete. Tyler Lockett catch. Yes. And it was second and long. And they ran it. And KW3 just took a loss. And oh, do you know what I'm talking about? I do. Because, okay, so I had a tweet earlier. It was after that one time where he got hit like three yards in the backfield, broke out of it, and then ended up taking like an eight-yard loss. Yeah. And I, I said that. You know, Walker bounces everything and he's going to fight for every single yard. And sometimes it's going to backfire like that. Right. And you just kind of got to take it because the others, what he does makes him really valuable, even if it sometimes will bite you. And that, but then he, on that one, he just ran straight into the pile. And I was like, buddy, it looked like there was a lot of green to your left. Yeah. By the way, Josh Jacobs had 300 total yards. It's a lot of yards. Too, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb. I'm gonna say it's too many yards to give up to a player. Yeah, you gotta at least hold them under 300. No right. one player is allowed to have at least 300 yards. Evan, I'm curious why why do you feel like this one really hits you? Can you can you identify like what it is about this? I, I guess what we've seen historically over the past several years is. And I've been bitching about it constantly. The defense starts off historically awful. We're talking one of them, you know, weeks one through five of this season. We were talking about one of the worst defenses in, in NFL history again. Obviously, they completely turn it around. But over the past year, past several seasons, we've seen that defense consistently get better. This seems like a major relapse. Uh, this this was uh, week one through five defense. Uh, I did not expect this to come in whatever week 11, week 12 we are. It's just... It's disappointing defensively. It really is. Um, I, 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 I disagree with you slightly, Brian. Like, I agree they don't have enough talent, but I also think they have enough talent to stop this Raiders team from scoring 40-plus points. Wait, I got to interrupt with the breaking news, guys. Uh, so I'm on the light rail, and they just told us that some seats have been cordoned off with yellow tape because there's vomit on the floor. No word yet if that came after the Seahawks game or uh, during. So just wanted to let you know that's breaking news from the from downtown. Well, stay stay safe, Brian. Uh, what were you saying, Evan? I was just saying, like, I agree the Seahawks don't have enough talent on the defensive side of the ball. They're obviously missing, like, a stud pass rusher, somebody who can generate uh, pressure and hit the quarterback. But I also think they have enough competence and skill to also not give up 40 plus points to this Raiders team. Yeah. Um, and Cashman shared a, a tweet from Maddie Brown about the Kobe Bryant fumble, which, uh, which sucked. Like that was, I, I'm, I didn't, they said that on the replay that his shin was down anyways. I didn't see that. Um, I think they blew that call. Uh, they whistled him down way too early, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It's just, it doesn't, feel good to be like oh well you know if that one thing had gone different they would have beat this you know not good Raiders team that you know they ended up having a chance in overtime and chance after that play like yes they got screwed there but man they they blew a lot of opportunities after it too so per tankathon.com dash nfl (laughs) seattle moves up to number 16 with that loss (laughs) that's all right 
So, That's the silver and lining. And by the way, the, the, it's not just that silver lining wise. The um, absolutely stupid poll that I ran that got trashed on <laughs> online uh, ends up proving accurate in that the Raiders winning actually helps the Seahawks' chances of getting a top three pick because the Raiders had a better pick than Denver, even though they had the same record and they'd beat them twice based on strength mm-hmm. of victory. So now the Broncos have an even stronger grip on being ahead of the Raiders for that position. And look, you talk about frauds, Nathan. I feel like what I've been fighting this whole time is I feel like the Seahawks team has been pretty fraudulent. And they were coming from a 6-3 and three record. They've lost two in a row now, right? Um, and the Giants, I think, anyway, point being, I think if this ends up being a team with good rookie class, great rookie class, and two good first-round picks and two good second-round picks, I think there's worse outcomes. Um, the question here is, what do you do with Geno? Like, is there any, do you feel any differently about Geno after this game? Uh, well, I want to talk about other things that you said there before we get to Gino. I think you, uh, I, I'll be honest, I thought your poll was kind of dumb. <laughs> and uh, I, I think you got a lot of shit, more shit than you probably deserve for it. But I did, it did strike me as weird. I would love to see you run that poll again this week and see now, like, how that attitude has changed. Because, uh, yeah, I think at this point now, like, they have the 16th overall pick right now. Is that where they're at? Like, so you're you're talking about being on the tipping point of, you know, still getting, like, the 10th pick overall, which is a pretty good pick. Um, so it would be fascinating to know uh, what people are thinking now. I also, I, there was there was a period of time when the defense started playing extremely well. That This team was not fraudulent. Like, at the start of the year, the offense was good. The defense was a disaster. They lose to the Falcons. Like, you could definitely say, hey, this is just an okay team, right? And... and but then they got it together for a little while. They had a few weeks where the defense legitimately looked good. And so that's what's frustrating to see them. Like, I, I don't look back on when we got really high on this team and think, oh, we were dumb. I, they were legitimately playing super well. Um, you know, Gino's regressing a bit at this point. I don't know that he's playing bad enough, though, for me to, like, move off of wanting to keep him. I haven't swung on that yet. I mean, 34 about, points should win you a football game. Right, right. Do either of you feel differently about if you get the number three or number two overall pick, are either of you thinking of quarterback now instead of Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, one of those guys? I think if you're number two, you have to take Bryce Young. I think you have to. Are you going to get him at number two? I, I think Young's probably number one. You think so? Houston would take guess. him? I would guess. So I I would not take Stroud. Let me put it that way. Yeah, I, weirdly, I mean, I guess like if Bryce Young if if Bryce Young isn't there for our pick, I'm I'm cool selecting defensive player. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I'm still taking a defensive player over Bryce Young at this point. I, I, like you said, 34 points should win you a game. Um, you know, it's not Geno's fault they gave up 300 yards to. Uh, to Josh Jacobs. So I, I haven't changed my opinion on Gino a ton, although he is looking more human. And, you know, some of the um, the turnover-worthy plays that he had early in the year are actual turnovers now, and, and that mm-hmm. hurts. By the way, it's not out of the realm of possibility it, yeah. that the Texans could win another game or two. I don't know if you've seen their schedule, but they do play Jacksonville. 
They do play Indy. Um, maybe they who, sneak one of those. Who started for them today? Kyle something or other? I have no clue. He had a QBR of 4.1. <laughs> I don't know how many more games they're winning. Brian, I got you, you still you, you, were, you were firmly in the, the sign Gino camp. Are you moving on that? No, I don't think I am, but I think his value has dropped precipitously. Like, uh, I, I, w- I still would want defense first in the, in the early in the draft, and, and I still would want to draft a quarterback later. But um, I'm not so sure now. It's like you wouldn't use one of your first four picks on a quarterback. I think it's at least that, that level of question if there's someone that, that you like a little lower. I thought he had his percentage of turnover-worthy plays in the first half of this game was high i thought there were some really 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 bad decisions uh by him in this game and even some of his completions were really forced throws that were great they made it but like not great decisions are are you is anyone getting concerned either about waldron or about these receivers i mean lockett made some huge plays dk had a ton of targets and a bunch of catches in the end but it does feel like there are just long stretches where like Gino's having to scramble a bunch or force passes. Like it doesn't, the offense has been good, but there have definitely been times. It doesn't always feel like it comes very easily for them. Like DK and and Lockett are not dominating games. I don't think. Yeah, they need, they need more receiving for sure. Um. I, I think we've talked a lot about the defense for sure, but like the Seahawks run offense was awful and it's been awful for two games in a row. And there's one thing for say, like run offense isn't the most important thing, but to be this awful is, is a big deal. Like they cannot be having two yards to carry. Uh, do we have bright spots? Evan, Jason yeah. Myers. That... <laughs> yeah, sure. It was really nice the... that they didn't uh, end up having the game come down to a Jason Myers, Myers kick. I agree on that. I uh... mean, he hit a 56 yarder or whatever the fuck it was, right? DK said a career exceptions, didn't he? Yeah, it must have been like 13 or 14 catches, right? Something like that. Let me let me check the box score. Did he? No, yeah. he didn't have that many, did he? Yeah. Yeah. He had, um, he had a ton of targets, but did he catch that many? He had yeah. 11 for 90. Okay. Oh, because so, that one didn't count. Yes. That was the longest replay of all time. Uh, Yeah, that was weird. They, I do think they ended up getting that one right. A lot of people were bitching about that one, but I feel, I did think that was not a catch. A couple players we can call out. Diggs, obviously, had, had a strong game. Um, Cody Barton. At, at a couple of key plays. Uh, we have to admit it. Hey, Travis Homer, if we're talking about mm. guys that have gotten shit on Real Hot Talk, Travis Homer had a mm. couple plays. I thought, I've got to go back to negative. I thought Austin Blythe had a awful game. I mm. saw him getting just shit canned multiple times. Lucas, unfortunately, really struggled too at the end of the game. He got murdered by Crosby a couple times. I don't know. He was sick, so I don't know if he just ran out of steam or what, but uh, definitely seemed like it got worse as the game went on. I'm, like, kind of okay with that, though. 
that's my hot take. Is like Abe, Abe's like a rookie. Max Crosby's you know a stud. Um, I, I don't know. I give him a little. Well, bit. to be to your point, Evan, there was I mean there was a shit ton of Raiders fans in the stadium. There was one right behind me who was super loud. And he was so frustrated about Abe blocking the whole time because he's like, Crosby hasn't done shit. What's going on? Mm-hmm. And then at the very end, Crosby did. So maybe you're right, Nathan. Maybe he's tired. But it's kind of a good and a bad. And, and I kind of agree with, with Evan that, you know, in the grand scheme, probably good learning experience. I mean, they did score 34 points. I mean, I, <laughs> there should probably be more, more positives. But – it is hard to think of many. I mean, Walker had the one touchdown run right at the start. That was pretty nice. He bounced that out and got around the corner. Um, and then he got pushed into the end zone, just kept driving on that one. So he had two decent plays, but the rest of the running game felt pretty non-existent. Um, Metcalf had 11 catches. He averaged 8.2 yards. So I, I don't know if that's really what you want DK Metcalf to be as a receiver. Um Marquise Goodwin continues to look good. It's yeah, I don't know. It feels it feels like there should be more positives on the the offense at least, but it, it doesn't. I don't know. Nothing jumps out. R- Brian, was this more frustrating for you this loss or the Tampa Bay game? Oh, dude, it's not even close. I was I was beside myself after Tampa. I was like <laughs> irate. I mean, I literally it. If there had been a camera inside my house, I don't think like. <laughs> child safety probably wouldn't allow me to be a parent anymore i was throwing shit i was like i haven't been that mad about a game in years and i didn't know exactly why maybe because i barely slept through such an early game or i don't know but i just was so mad at how that game played out i was mad at the coaching mad at how unprepared they were i was mad how like they got run on (laughs) and then you get to this game and i honestly I don't want to say I was amused because that's too disrespectful, but I was just kind of like my expectations were pretty low. And when it started out, I don't think I was alone, man. Like the stadium was quiet. It was a lot of Raiders fans, but it was also just like, I don't know. Like it just didn't feel like, I, I don't know. It just was low energy crowd. Maybe there's, trip to fan or something but but like uh yeah this, this game it was I, i'm not happy about it in any way shape or form but it, it didn't didn't throw me for a loop really the greatest so, oh yeah go ahead Evan. the greatest positive that i can call out of today is that the broncos lost to the panthers oh let's talk about that for a little bit that feels so good oh that feels so good did you guys watch that game <laughs> Oh, I was. I listened to. I listened to the Carolina broadcast on the radio. It was like twenty-three to three, I think, at one point. It was yeah. bad. <laughs> oh, so good, dude. So good. I have been saying all year long, like, don't get your hopes up too much with this Broncos team. They're bad, but they're not going to be, like, top five. They're not that bad. The defense is too good. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. I mean, their defense didn't play especially well today, but it doesn't even matter. Russell Wilson and that offense is so terrible that they are going to get – we're going to get a top three pick out of that. It's unbelievable. That was their most winnable game the rest of the year. Yep. Yeah. Like, they yeah. still haven't played the Chiefs once. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm beside myself about that because 
I, I wouldn't let myself believe, like, I was hoping maybe some crazy thing would happen and Sam Darnold and the Panthers would win this game. And I, but I didn't really believe that. And then they freaking did it. And they dominated them. It wasn't even close. Like, <laughs> what the hell? That is uh, – has Hackett been fired yet? Like, that has to, he has to get fired right now, right? Like, you can't have him coach again after that game, right? I don't know. It goes back to that PR argument that we were talking about, Brian. Oh, that he's like he's like protecting Rush. He's taking all the bullets. One hundred percent. That's. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, that's legit though. That's not a theory. Like, you know, like in those uh, action movies when there's like the bad guy and the good guy takes one of the bad guys and puts him in front of him like a human shield, and he's like already dead. He's like riddled with bullets, and he's running around with this dead dude. That is Rush. With Nathaniel Hackett, like, just dead. Like, he's fucking, like, he is weakened at Bernie's lifeless at this point. I think they fire him <laughs> end of year, probably. That's the most likely outcome. I don't know yeah. if they can manage that anymore. I mean, 23-3 to, to the to the freaking Panthers? I Sam think Darnold? if you're, if you're Broncos, Broncos ownership, you, you push him through the season and you try to sell the fan base on Russell was hurt, poor first year, blah, 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 and just start clean in 2023. That's the, that's the argument you make. And you also draft a quarterback in the third round or bring in, <laughs> yeah. bring in Mike White or <laughs> like you got. Who went like, off today, by yeah, the yeah. way. You have to hedge your bets if you're the, the I, I mean, you got to be sneaky about it, but like. There's no way they can just go into next year with just Russ after what they saw because mm-hmm. he's he's so so bad. Would Drew Locke be better be better right now? I mean, I don't think it's crazy yes. that Drew Locke would be better right now. No, he, he has to have been. He has to be. Yeah. Like so, yeah. Russ is maybe like in the like late 30s of quarterbacks, and there's only 32 starters. Like, the I only think... positive with Russ right now is he's not turning the ball over much. Um, but yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that was you're right, Evan. Thank you for bringing that up. That gave me a lot of life that game, uh, and like, oh, I really was getting excited about this team and the playoff run, and if we could just just totally, I mean, if we could, if this team with this level of talent could have won a division with the 49ers, have all the talent that they have, it would have been like Christmas, like. And I'm Jewish. Like, it still would have been good. Like, it would have been so great. And now it's like, okay, they're going to be mediocre. They're going to be, like, an eight, maybe nine win team. I don't know. We'll figure that out. And we'll end up with maybe a top three pick and another top 20 pick. And then maybe two other picks in the top 45 or so. Like, I could get into that. Like, I, you know, it wouldn't be, it would not be the worst consolation prize. Okay. Let's, let's do this. Let's run through the remaining schedule. Mm, um, all right. All right. And just both quickly give me uh win or loss. So oh, uh, actually, sorry, let me get a, a notepad. That'd be exciting for Lee. Uh, Brian. So, um, oh, there it is. Uh, at the Rams. Oh. Win or loss, Brian? Fuck. Uh, wow. I'm going to say win. Evan? I'm going to go win as well. All right. Uh, home against the Panthers? Win. 
Brian? When? Uh, Brian, uh, home against the oh. Niners. Loss. <laughs> Easy loss. loss. Ugly, right. ugly loss. Uh, at the Chiefs, Brian? You said loss, right, Evan? Loss. Yeah, okay. At the Chiefs, Brian. Loss. loss. Evan, at loss. Chiefs. Uh, home against the Jets, Brian. Loss. I think I'm going loss as well on that one. And then uh, home against the Rams. That's a loss. <laughs> they're not. They're uh, not sweeping the Rams. They're not sweeping them. Uh, I'm gonna say win. Yeah. Okay. So Brian, you have them getting to nine wins, and and Evan, you have them getting to eight. I, and that feels a little. I mean, three definitely feels a little generous. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, I mean, what, okay, so yeah. to completely whiplash on, we're talking about playoffs and Gino for MVP t- like three weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> and now let's talk about coaches getting fired. Um, how much of this coaching staff, the defensive coaching staff, can survive? Like, they're not going to give up 300 yards to every running back that they face the rest of the way. Um, but, like, this run defense, this tackling, um, you know, they did it to, I mean, the exact same thing that we saw from tampa uh, the seattle overload guys were saying that you know different problems but the end result in getting just absolutely murdered on the ground is the same and it was what we saw early in the year too so like does clint hurt survive this season if they can't get this fixed again how much do you well part of that question is how, how much do you guys put this on the coaching and how much do you think it's about talent like it's both but like uh, other teams aren't i mean giving up 300 yards to a player and then whatever they gave up to uh rashad white last week and you know just letting the bucks run out the entire last four or five minutes of that game i think this is a bottom 10 easily bottom 10 front seven in the nfl i don't think it's even close yeah that's fair but there, you know, if you look at their bad games, and it's not fair to cherry pick. I mean, the coaching staff did get it fixed for a period of time. But if you look at the bad games, which are now the majority of the games, I think again, yep, it's historically awful. Like it, it has to be one of the like one of the worst modern run defenses uh, when you cherry pick it like that. Yeah, I think you got to give them one more year with like a fresh influx of talent and put put Will Anderson or Jalen Carter on that line. And whoever else you get in those first four picks, then 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 that's going to be telling. I just I just don't see the talent on the front seven. I just don't see it. I don't think I don't know if there's even a single Pro Bowl player in the front seven. Yeah, I mean that's the other thing too. Like if you take a quarterback at two, right? Even if Bryce Young gets to you and you take Bryce Young, what is Bryce Young going to do that Gino? Like <laughs> you're still going to have this incredibly talent poor defensive line. So, like, I definitely, I, I don't think, you know, unless Gino just absolutely bombs the rest of the way, if he can, you know, continue to play like he did today, I don't know. If you have any hope of being competitive again for a while, I think you have to go defensive line. Well, here's the thing that I actually would start to think differently about. If you get the three or the second pick and you're a mediocre team and it's clear that Gino's like, maybe not the guy, but you're going to keep him anyway. I do consider trading down and getting a haul. I do consider that this roster needs enough additional talent 
bad. Like the way they were playing a few weeks ago, just adding a all pro to your defensive line plus a bunch of you know a couple other good players was enough to make the team maybe a contender. I don't know if I believe that right now. Like I think I think they might be four or five players away on defense from being like a contending level team. They need to be active in free agency when it comes to defense. They're they're not you know, there's there's a good chance they're not going to be throwing a ton of money at, you know, a quarterback in, in year one next year, especially if they go with a rookie and Geno Lee's whatever. I, I, I think this defense cannot just be solved through the draft. I think you have to add outside pieces. Well, so defense is part of it. The other is if you add another first round pick next year, depending on who you trade back with. Sure. You could be in position to draft like a Caleb Williams or, you know, the USC quarterback or one of these other guys coming out next year. So you cover kind of multiple bases. And so I just, I don't know if they're one great player away from being like good, I guess. And, and that's, a, that's a difference about how I felt over the last couple of weeks. Um, injury news, Ryan Neal, uh, uh, Dana said elbow, I think, in the chat, and then, but I think Greg Bell said uh, shoulder. Uh, so I don't know what what exactly. I, I thought it looked like an elbow, but uh, looks like the severity of that is unknown. Um, other than that, I didn't see anything really about injuries. So I think they got out relatively clean from that perspective. Hopefully, uh, Ryan Neal's okay. Initial X-rays um, came back negative. That's good. Uh, he looked like he was in a lot of pain, so good to hear there's nothing. Okay, so hold happened. up. It's two injuries. <laughs> it's an arm injury, an elbow injury, and uh, and a separate left shoulder issue. <laughs> Not great. Not great. Um, How high is yeah. safety on your list of needs? Pretty high. I mean, Diggs is still... I don't know. He... He had the two picks. I think he's been okay. It looks like he's slipping a little. He looked awful on that wheel route. And that wasn't even Josh Jacobs. That was Amir Abdullah, right? Um, Is it above corner? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Yeah. without question. Yeah, I don't have any, like, strong interest in corner other than just kind of throwing more late-round picks against the the wall. I know Mike Jackson struggled today, but... uh... Brown's coming back. Hopefully he can show something. I mean, you saw he outran everybody on the field for that punt fumble that almost was a crazy end to that game. But, uh, yeah, Trey Brown, I'd love to see him. But I'm starting to think safety safety might need to be one of these picks. I mean, I don't know. You obviously just want to get talented players. But safety play has been pretty bad. And you don't know what um, Adams is going to be when he comes back. Like, hopefully exactly. he can fully recover and be the same guy, but that was an extremely serious injury he had. So, yeah, I mean, Diggs is not getting younger, and Adams, who knows? I mean, Neil is is fine, but I don't think he's anything that you need to, like, you know. Honestly, I feel like him. Diggs has been mostly absent this season. Oh, I know he, yeah. had a, he had a good day today, but he has not been living up to what we paid him so far. Even in his good day, he had some embarrassingly bad tackle attempts um so yeah, yeah he gave I don't know. Touchdowns, so he the one that um 
I think, tied it, right? To send it to overtime? I think that was on Diggs. Yeah, I'm just trying to think about priorities position-wise for this team, and it's like, for me, like, offensive interior line is a pretty big priority still. I think that we're down at least one guy that we need in there. And I think receiver is a pretty big priority. And then, like, I'm not saying these in order, by the way. Defensive line, and it's like every defensive line position could be upgraded. <laughs> like, I feel like, like both edges, both tackles, uh, I think both linebackers. I think I, I still believe in Jordan Brooks, uh, you know, but like, uh, yeah. I think to me, it's defensive line by a mile, though, right? Like, I, oh, I agree sure. with you. In terms stuff. of priority, it's yeah. 100%. I'm just talking about, like, we're starting to add up a lot of needs, right? Like, yeah. what positions do you feel like are set right now? Uh, running back. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Jacobs had more total rushing yard or total yards today than the Broncos do average in total offensive output. <laughs> Per game. Let's make it about the Broncos. I like that. <laughs> Just a fun fact. Yeah. Does Josh Jacob has more touchdowns than Russ has uh, rooms in uh, bathrooms in his house? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I this game's frustrating, but like the Broncos sucking and losing to the Panthers makes me not so sad. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know though. Well, I do I, not to not to not to open up this conversation again. But I do think Gino had some plays today, but struggled in the first half, made, made some poor throws. I do think his value in this conversation around an extension with him has changed in the past couple of weeks, though. I don't think you have to franchise tag him now. Like not, I think you could let him hit the open market. I don't know. I mean, he definitely has made some really bad plays uh, this in this game and then in the the Tampa game, um, that fumble uh, was killer. But then you look at how they responded, right? I mean, when this team has needed to play catch up or, you know, respond to anything, they put it in his hands, right? Like came out in that second half against Tampa and they went empty. <laughs> like they, they, they ran, they bashed their heads into a wall in the first half and then they came out and they're like, okay, it's Gino. Um, and I feel like they did that a little bit in this game at times too. So maybe perception wise, you're right that like the value is coming down and they won't have to pay him as much, but I don't know that he, he's playing worse. Really? Like I said, I think you just have I, a case where some turnover worthy plays have just turned into turnovers. Yeah. No, it's, it's a fascinating. And Evan, like I'm super curious where you're at in this too, but like, I do think he's playing worse. I think he's making worse. His decision-making is worse. Mm -hmm. Um, but I look and I think like he started out as like persona non grata, like nobody would have been interested in him. Nobody was, it's the actually the only team that wanted to sign him. And then he started climbing the ladder, right? Everyone's talking about him, like Nathan said, MVP candidate. I don't know that it takes many chinks in the armor before people are like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to spend 30 million or 40 million a year on this dude. And I think that's all you need to not need to franchise tag him. Cause if some other team offers him, you know, 20 million a year or 25 million a year. Like I, I would roll the dice potentially on that. I don't know. Like where are you at? 
I think uh, what I noticed from the fan base, and this was while he was, you know, having his MVP stint. I remember doing a poll on Twitter. It was how much you would be comfortable paying him. The 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 sort of universal consensus was that nobody felt comfortable giving this guy more than thirty five million dollars a year during his MVP stint. Now that he's taken a couple steps backwards, I don't think he's playing poorly, but a couple steps backwards, I do think. I do think that goes down a bit. I, I, I don't know how reasonable he's going to be. Um, this all comes down to what he's willing to, to compromise with. If, if he was willing to do like three years, 75 million. Yeah, I'd do it. No questions asked. But if he starts getting into 30, $35 million territory, I'm uncomfortable with it, frankly, especially considering their draft position. But this is a conversation we can have for another day. It's it, it does. Uh, it is interesting, though. It impacts many of the conversations we'll be soon to have. So, All right. <clears throat> Final thoughts? Anything? Uh, that sucked. Uh, go every opponent of the Broncos. Um, candy DMs are good. Of course. Stuffing stovetop stuffing is better than most homemade stuffing. Turkey is super overrated. Turkey I is just turkey a is vehicle. Overrated. I don't think anyone likes turkey that much. <laughs> <laughs> the people that fry their turkeys will will die on that hill. They, you can cook turkey really them. well. I, I will say I have cooked very good turkeys, but no, I mean most turkey is. Did you see? Uh, actually, we're not gonna bring up politics. Actually, fuck it. Did you see MTG's <laughs> MTG's? Uh, uh, turkey that she posted on it on twitter or instagram was it well seasoned it literally was paler than the whitest person you could find in seattle <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling uh, you dude i my take is i really appreciate having you guys to talk about a game like this and a season like this it's fun uh and it's miserable and uh, I just appreciate you guys. I'm thankful for you guys and uh, for the folks that, that tune in. So that, that's my take. Okay, Likewise. we have a very important opinion from the, the chat here. Michael says, I'm done watching Real Hawk Talk. Y'all won't even talk about Pete being terrible. Unsubscribed. Uh, it's true. Uh, I am famously a Pete stan. Um, <laughs> don't criticize him. We didn't talk about simply uh, firing coaches and how the team has been outcoached two weeks in a row. So very uh, cute work there, Michael. I didn't talk about. Yeah, I, I didn't talk about how pissed I was at Pete for the entire post game show last week, to where people said I was breaking their eardrums because I was screaming too loud into the mic. So. No, other than that, you're right. We never talk about Pete being bad. Clearly losing a dedicated uh, listener to Real You know Hawk. what sucks? You know what sucks is I, <laughs> I even mentioned our coaching as a, as a competitive edge entering this, entering this week. <laughs> Do you remember that? I was like, there's no way. There's no way Josh McDaniels, whose two of three wins have come against the fucking Broncos and Nathaniel Hackett. And Josh McDaniels fucking out coaches Pete Carroll. And you know, you weren't wrong what to doubt fuck? McDaniels. You weren't wrong to doubt McDaniels. What the that dude... fuck, though? <laughs> this is bullshit. He <laughs> tried so hard to give that game away, too. God, like, he, he desperately tried to be the worst coach. Fuck. Yeah. You should have heard the Raiders fans when he sent in the field goal unit with 14 seconds to go in the first half and the red zone. <laughs> and they're like, 
what are you doing? Like they had no timeouts. And so I understood like in the extreme of like, you could end up with no points, but that was, that was crazy. That was just like, he had so many surrender plays or coaching calls in this. Like, that was so bad. Yes. I hear, I feel you. I feel you, uh, Evan. That's funny. Okay. Uh, I think that's probably okay. enough. Everything is bad. Um, we are all very <laughs> sad. Seattle lost to a bad team whose previous wins were uh, two times against the Broncos and once against the Texans. So Seattle has joined an illustrious group there. And um, they will never make the playoffs again, which is really too bad. So... <laughs> Do you guys remember when we thought the defense Draft was talk. good? Begin. Do you guys remember? <laughs> do you guys remember when we thought the defense was good after holding the Broncos to like 18 points in Week One? Yeah, I don't think that's when we thought the defense was good. I was well. They forced like three fumbles from Melvin. There's a lot of red zone the stops. Yeah. There's yeah. yeah, there was a lot of very fortunate moments in that game, including the Nathaniel Hackett deciding to kick that field goal instead of. <laughs> God, Although maybe he man. maybe he knew what he was doing now. That was like one of the coaching decisions that everyone shit on. But like now looking back, I mean, by the way, no one's talking about this either. But Russell Wilson had his best game by far against the Seahawks, right? Mm-hmm. Like he almost threw for like 400 yards or something in that game. Yeah, I mean, we talked about how he didn't really look like the problem in that game. Man, I've been sober for a little bit now and Pete Carroll is driving me to drink tonight. I'm just telling you. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's not worth it. All right, boys. Thank you for hosting, uh, Nathan. Anytime. You, Evan. Yeah. Likewise, Thanks, guys. folks. Thanks, uh, everyone listening. Uh, hit the like button. Uh, subscribe. We have the Patreon. You can chat about the draft prospects because that's all that's worthwhile for the rest of the season, obviously. <laughs> um, or anything else you'd like to talk about. You can tell us why we're wrong uh, for not criticizing Pete Carroll in the Slack. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, thanks for listening and, uh, go Hawks.